The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit VoiceAmerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Abuse takes on many forms, from the scars that people can see to the ones that they can't. Are you ready to break free from what's keeping you from living the life you deserve to live? Welcome to Beyond Abuse, Beyond Therapy, Beyond Anything with Dr. Lisa Cooney. Dr. Lisa and her guests speak from personal and professional experience, and they will answer your questions and offer solutions to help you get on the road to your recovery. Now, here's Dr. Lisa Cooney. Hello, hello, everybody, my beautiful friends out there in Voice America land. Um, This is Dr. Lisa, and I'm again here with my good friend, Dr. Adriana Popesco, and we are talking today about being stuck in the hamster wheel of perfectionism and procrastination. So this is our, gosh, I can't believe it already, this is our fourth show uh, on the topic of anxiety. So welcome again, Adriana. Thanks so much, Lisa. I really appreciate you and all the stuff that we've done Um in the last four weeks, and I want to let everybody that's listening out there know that uh, Adriana was, again, a guest blogger on my site um, for the show, and I have to tell you that if you would like some real clear, pragmatic tools about what to do to move yourself beyond perfectionism and procrastination, that blog that she wrote is chock full of tools, and I mean chock full of tools, you know, we were sitting here and I was trying to figure out, okay, it's it's a little longer than most blogs people people usually put or I put. And I was like, you know what? There's so much great information here. People need to know this. This is not only a show about transformation and change and moving beyond abuse. It's also about being a psychoeducational program, at least I hope, where you could take what we're talking about here in addition to our facilitation to you, and use it in your everyday life. It takes, you know, all of us working together, you know, in our, in our small ways and in our big ways, microcosmically and macrocosmically, to make a change. And after just returning from Israel and the, the things that are going on in, in my life right now, I was just so clear that Everything we all do and all of you getting on the call and listening to us every week, the 13,000 of you, which by now is probably more than than 13,000, listening and choosing to move beyond abuse, to move beyond your anxiety, you know, to move beyond anything that's blocking you. I really appreciate you all. I really salute your courage to change your reality and to move into possibility. And that's what we're going to do again here today. We're going to take your calls. A double dog dare you. I put a quote out on Facebook a couple of minutes ago before we started. A double dog dare as many people that are listening from as many other countries to just call in, ask a question, email 
me at VA as in Voice America at drlisacooney.com and utilize Adriana's brilliance, my brilliance, and the brilliance of the show and what you all created to move us all beyond perfectionism and procrastination. So with that said, Adriana, I have um, two thoughts and you see what works for you. I'm getting a sense to run some clearings um, okay. and or um, do the expanding in space again or, or whatever you would like to start with today. Yeah, I think it's great um, to start with a, just a quick expanding out um, just to kind of get everybody that can perceive there's a lot of anxiety in the audience. And I think it would be great if we could all just like take a moment Collect ourselves, maybe take a couple of nice deep breaths all the way down into the belly, remembering to uh, make your exhale longer than your inhale, and then imagine expanding out, filling the room that you're in, and just getting bigger and bigger in all directions. We'll go real quick, rather than going step by step, let's expand out and be as big as the planet. And from there, let's expand out and be as big as the galaxy. And then all the way into the infinite reaches of the universe. That's how quick it can be. Um, You know, we teach people kind of doing it step by step. But in fact, you could just expand out to infinite boom like that. That's how quick we are. Mm. And from there, you can feel kind of like a sigh of relief. Yeah. Cool. Cool. Yeah, so what did you have in mind in terms of clearings? Well, uh, I think our document that um, was put together could be really great um, to start with. Um, For instance, everywhere that – well, let's do this. What have we all defined as perfectionism and procrastination as greater than us? That we make it more vital than the power and potency and choice of change that we truly be. Everything that that brings up and lets down, let's destroy and uncreate it. Mm-hmm. Right, wrong, good and bad, pot and pock, all nine shorts, boys and beyonds. And, you know, one of the, the part about the show description we talked about, Adriana, was stopping the insanity of perfectionism and procrastination. So... Let's talk a little bit maybe about that first, and then we can come back to some clearings. Like, And I also want to just note that it's so nice to have the energy that we have right now on the phone and on the lines. Isn't it so different than the last three weeks? Yep. <laughs> yep, and it's great to have clear lines and uh, <laughs> American Internet. <laughs> yes, yes, um, definitely. It's a, different, um, it's a different space we're in. Um, so, uh, one of the things that Lisa and I were talking about, um, in creating the topics for the show is, um, Mm -hmm. looking at anxiety and, um, perfectionism, okay? And perfectionism then sort of leads into procrastination, but people don't typically think those two things go together. Um, but in my experience, uh, I have found that they actually both have a common root in anxiety and in certain negative thoughts. Um, you know, uh, anxiety, uh, definitely is at the core 
and anxiety and fear are both at the core of perfectionism and procrastination. They're both needed, uh, related to the need to control the future. Um, anxiety is almost future-oriented. Um, both are rooted in judgment. Um, and then you get into that. The reason I called it the hamster wheel is because once you get on that negative thinking cycle, it's hard to get off. There's an addictive, obsessive, compulsive component to it, and um, it keeps generating more anxiety. Um, and then, of course, you know, both perfectionism and procrastination are ways we stop ourselves from being as potent as we truly do. You know, um, I know I cut out for a second, so I had a good time talking to myself. I said some really brilliant things, and you all missed it. I was talking to myself. I wasn't sure which one of us disappeared. I know. Isn't that funny? Gosh. And I was just saying what's even funnier, Adriana, is I was just saying, doesn't the energy feel so different? Right. And I said, and I said, it's, and I said good old American internet, and then you disappeared. <laughs> so I spoke too soon. Oh, that is so funny. That is so funny. Well, anyway, yeah. what I was saying was the energy about the connection and talking about abuse and, I mean, anxiety and abuse here. It's like I don't even – I don't feel – if you know, I know feelings and whatnot, but I don't feel the same like amount of constriction and intensity as we have had over the last month. So to me, that means that our work here has been very successful over the last month, that we made a great crack in the earth and in these beautiful beings, um, you know, structures around moving beyond anxiety. So I definitely wanted to thank you for that. And, sure. you know, it's been it's been so great. And the thing about perfectionism and procrastination, you know, you're talking about like what what do they have in common? And I know that they're both rooted in anxiety and fear and judgment. There's also something which I know you know is like perfectionism and procrastination. It's just another way to limit ourselves out of doing, being, knowing, perceiving, and receiving. Let's say the greatness of us, the infinite mm-hmm. being of us, the desire to choose what's right for us. What would you say about that? Oh, absolutely. It's just um, a way of, yeah, disempowering yourself and keeping yourself from being the greatness you truly be. Um, because when you're doing perfectionism, essentially, you're buying into somebody else's reality you ha- are buying into some sort of arbitrary judgment of what the gold standard is. You know, in the blog, I use the example of, of body size, you know, mm-hmm. and how in America we're kind of obsessed with being thin these days. But that just happens to be the, you know, the gold standard of the day. It didn't used to be that way, of, you know, a couple hundred years ago. And so, um, you know, what we're doing when we're buying into those ideas, those judgments, we're basically entraining ourselves to other people's realities and um, cutting off our own uh, knowing, our own being, you know, because maybe you have a body that doesn't want to look like that. Um, and so when you're, you're really creating a form of self-abuse, when you're forcing your body to look a certain way um, or judging it, you know, abusing it with the judgments, like you're so ugly and all that because it doesn't fit into some arbitrary standard that somebody else decided that isn't even really based in anything other than a judgment. Right. And it's so interesting how everything, you know, abuse, anxiety, perfectionism, procrastination, all comes back to judgment. And mm-hmm. and the judgment of the insanity of us making it our reality, when in actuality, it has nothing to do with our reality. It's somebody else's reality. 
So, mm-hmm. um, and we've been talking a lot, and this is going to be some new words for some of you listening out there, is these causal incarcerations and incarnations and incongruities that we live by. And perfectionism and procrastination are the cause and effect in this reality. If I'm perfect, I will be something. And if I'm not perfect, that means I am not something. If I procrastinate, Mm -hmm. I won't do something. And if I don't procrastinate, I will do something. Cause and effect, right? So, um, and cause and effect is, is about this reality. And this particular show in and of itself, which you were attracted to, which obviously I was attracted to, which is all the people that are out there are attracted to, is about moving beyond abuse, beyond therapy, you know, in this reality, and beyond anything. And it's the beyond anything that has really been the most potent part of this show, is that we all come on here every week bringing up new topics to open new possibilities that and new awarenesses and new choices um, that empower versus, like you said, Adriana, disempower people out of their, um, you know, out of their truth, out of their alignment, out of what they desire. So I just want to put this clearing in here is what have we all made so vital about never leaving the causal incarcerations of perfectionism and procrastination, the causal incarnation of perfectionism and procrastination, the causal incongruities of perfectionism and procrastination, the causal inculcations of perfectionism and procrastination, the causal incantations of perfectionism and procrastination, and the causal invocations of perfectionism and procrastination that keeps us adrift in a sea of insanity in order to create the limit of our power and potency that we truly be as the unquantifiable possibility of a totally different reality. Everything that that brings up and lets down Times a godzillion, times a godzillion, times a godzillion. Can we destroy and uncreate that? Yes, please. Yeah, right, wrong, good and bad, pot and pock, all nine shorts, boys and beyonds. So talk a little bit about like the obsessive compulsive nature of perfectionism and procrastination as this cause and effect in this reality for people out there that are still mired in that cage. Yeah, I think the example um, of, like, the addiction to plastic surgery is a really good example of that. Mm -hmm. Um, If you ever, like, watch those shows where people, you know, talk about their plastic surgeries, um, you know, they get addicted to it. And I really think that the core of it is that thinking pattern of, uh, it's not good enough, I'm never good enough. And if I could just get the perfect look, if I could just look like the perfect Barbie doll, then people will love me. Then I'll be okay. Then I'll uh, be successful. You know, like, if this, then that. You know, or when yeah. this, then that. And so the problem is, you know, you, <laughs> you'll you get there. You may even attain it, you know, like have a surgery and change uh, a certain part of your look. But then it's never enough. Because the problem is not the result. The problem is the thinking, the obsessive thinking that's driven by that I'm not enough that keeps you on that hamster wheel just running, running, running and never really getting anywhere because it never will be good enough. You could do all the effects in the world and it still won't <laughs> change the underlying way you're looking at things. Mm, that's really great. When you said that whole thing about the cause and effect, if this, then that, I, I, I sense in my body such a constriction about yeah. that. 
you know, if this, then that. There's no possibility there. There's no choice there. There's just almost like an automatic response system of this reality, of maybe somebody else's reality, of what you learned in school or what you learned in your family or what you learned somewhere else. But everything I said is what you learned, what you learned, what you learned, what you learned. Right. And Exactly. And it's nothing about what you choose, what you desire, what you choose, what you desire, what you choose, what you desire. So in my interesting point of view, stopping the insanity of perfectionism and procrastination, stopping the insanity of anxiety, stopping the insanity of abuse is to stop everything before you do and say to yourself, what do I choose? What do I desire? Mm -hmm. And using your tools that you wrote in the blog, like, okay, what invention am I using here? What's real here and what's not real here? Is this really me or who am I being right now? And do I want to be that or desire to be that? And if not, would I choose something else? And that's the hardest thing, you know, for me in this reality about watching so many people not open the door to even a 1% possibility of change. Mm-hmm. Just lock themselves down. And it's not, I'm not saying this from blame or disempowering or putting myself up in a, on a pedestal or anything like that. I've been there a hundred times. I'm still there. You know, every, every once in a while, I get totally, totally stuck. Even like I was telling you this morning before we got on the show, finding out that a family member passed away. Right away, I was just like, oh, okay, I got to get packed. I got to change my schedule. I got to get home. I got to, <laughs> I'm like, wait a second. Where's my question? <laughs> right. Where's my choice? Why do I have to get into the anxiety of, okay, I'm going to be the perfect daughter and I got to come home or, or something like that. Right. Mm-hmm. So, so we're here to tell you all that are listening out there that choice is yours. Desire is yours. If you were living your reality, what would you choose? Yeah, and I would also add, I think there's a good clearing that can go with that, too. Mm-hmm. What is you know, so vital about fitting into this reality and into other people's reality that keeps you from ever having and being all of you? Mm. And everything about it is where you discern and create it. Yes. Right, wrong, good, bad, pop, pop, all nine, short, boys, and beyond. Wow. Yeah. So beautiful. So what do you, with your clients and everything, with perfectionism and procrastination, um, what is it that, what have you seen recently maybe with somebody that just like busted something open? Well, I'm thinking about a client who has, I've worked with for a few years now mm-hmm. and um, has a lot of issues with anxiety, really has that obsessive compulsive thinking pattern. Um and it really is driven by, like, I'm never enough. Um, and clearly, this is somebody who got that from family growing up, from a father and, a, and a, uh, like, a stepmother figure. And, um, and she has, for so long, I've been working with her, and it feels like, you know, we've made progress, but she's always, like, this line of thinking she's, like, never been able to let go of. And recently, she told me, back in our last session last week, um, that finally something shifted. She made the demand of herself that I'm not going to keep doing this. Mm-hmm. Um, and she was doing it specifically in an area of relationship with a new relationship that she started. And she's like, I'm just not going to. So every time she would find herself starting to like head trip and going into, oh, my God, I said the wrong thing. Oh, um, I'm not good enough for him. Oh, 
he's gonna, you know, he's gonna go away and never come back. You know, all that kind of kind of the catastrophic thinking, you know, that we were talking about last week. Yeah, yeah. Um, she had just made the demand that she was going to stop doing that, and something shifted finally in her world. And she's like, I'm having them, I'm happier than I've ever been. I've never had a relationship with somebody where I was not doing all that insane head tripping. And I, and I started with this guy and now I'm not. Mm. Um, and I can't tell you like what specific tool it was. I used all the access tools with her. Um, we had done some clearings around, uh, the biomimetic mimicry stuff that she was doing with her family. Mm. Um, and we had done some clearings, um, actually from last week on the catastrophic thinking, but something shifted and, um, and I've never seen a change in her like this before. It's really amazing. And so wow. I'm asking now, okay, well, how can you, you know, what would it take to create this in other areas of your life? Because you still, you know, got some crazy head tripping going on with like work and career and all of that. And I'm like, well, what would it take to create, to bring this energy that you're now creating in relationship to this other part of your life? Mm. Wow, that's so beautiful, and I have so much more to say about this, but we're going to go to break in, in a sec here, and the one thing that I hear, and I want to reflect to everybody out there, it's like, you can use all the tools, like you said, Adriana, you could use the body processes and access your other tools, because I know you have, just like me, you know, other trainings as a clinician, um, and other, you know, tools in your in your magic hat to move somebody beyond, you know, the issue and presenting problem they come with. But it really all comes down to the same thing, in my humble opinion, which is the person waking up to what's good for them and making that choice to do something mm-hmm. different with the support and empowerment of you empowering them that they are better than what they're choosing. And that's just a brilliant example. And thank you so much for that. Yeah. So we're going to go to break, everybody, and we're going to come back more with myself and Adriana Popesco, and we are going to Keep stomping the insanity of perfectionism and procrastination. We'll speak to you soon. Follow us on Twitter for more great ideas at Voice America Empowerment. Over the past 20 years, Dr. Lisa Cooney has supported thousands of people in overcoming their childhood sexual abuse to create limitless lives for themselves. The effects of abuse can show up in every area of your life. You may be struggling with your health, relationships, finances, career. Abuse penetrates every cell of you. No part escapes. No matter what the struggle is, health, relationship, or money, you may be living with a belief that something is wrong with you. You may feel like you need to control every aspect of your life and think that nobody is trustworthy. You may feel angry, overwhelmed, or exhausted. You may even think you already have this handled, yet it shows up in unpredictable and self-destructive ways. Dr. Lisa can help you discover that key and use it to release yourself from decades of pain. Unlock yourself and be free from the invisible cage. Visit DrLisaCooney.com and empower your life. What would your life be like if you freed yourself from the cage of abuse? Visit DrLisaCooney.com today. That's DrLisaCooney.com. Friend us on Facebook to keep up with what's empowering the world. Voice America Empowerment. Listening to Beyond Abuse, Beyond Therapy, Beyond Anything. To reach Dr. Lisa Cooney or her guest today, please call into 1 888 346 9141. That's 1 888 346 9141. 
You may also send an email to Dr. Lisa Cooney at gmail.com. Now, back to Beyond Abuse, Beyond Therapy, Beyond Anything. Hello, 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 my friends. This is Dr. Lisa here with Dr. Adriana Popesco, and we are talking about stopping the insanity of perfectionism and procrastination. Okay, so I thank you so much. We've got a couple of emails coming in. So, Adrienne, I'm just going to read them and let's let's get into them and give some more brilliant tools and facilitation. If anybody's out there that is listening, I double-dog dare you to pick up that phone and call in live too because I guarantee that what you have a question about will blow the roof off of this show for the whole world and all the other people. But you're not that powerful to ask your question, are you? Right, wrong, good and bad, pot and pock, all nine shorts, boys and beyonds. one 346 9141 We'd love to hear from you. So I'm just going to read this and a couple of emails here. We'll do one at a time. And let's see here. Okay, so the first one I can see is, hi, I am in deep procrastination. Is there a clearing for motivation? I've settled for less than in all areas of my life, including my personal self. How do I change that? So let's do – how would you start with that, Adriana? Well, I would first – I mean, I would want to know a little bit more about what this person's procrastinating on specifically. Mm-hmm. But um, what I have found, and I definitely have been guilty of this one um, and still am, you know, in, in some occasions uh, of procrastination – and um, I would question it at the, at the core, you know, like, is now actually the time to be acting on whatever it is you think you need to be acting on? Because sometimes procrastination is actually an awareness that the timing is not quite right. Um, and, you know, the, some great examples of that actually came out of a really, you know, horrible trauma and tragedy, which was 9-11. You know, in the days and the weeks and months afterwards, you would hear stories from people I said, hey, you know, uh, I was supposed to be on that plane or I was supposed to be in the building that day, but I was running late um, or I, uh, you know, I missed my train or whatever. You know, they were procrastinating doing something that made them late that mm-hmm. made it so that they actually averted a complete disaster. So what if your procrastination is actually some form of awareness around the timing of something uh, that if you were to actually do it now, would not give you the best outcome than if you chose to do it later. Excellent. I love that. So everything that that brings up and lets down, let's destroy and uncreate it, right? Wrong, good and bad, pot and pock, all nine shorts, boys and beyonds. And I like heard, whether it was her or somebody else listening on the phone, when you said, is now the time, what I heard in checking into the energy of the show and the people that are listening, like, what do you mean I can ask, you know, is now the time? It doesn't, it's like, it's like making that choice between I'm not wrong if I'm procrastinating. Let me use my awareness, like you're saying, and ask a question, is now the time for me to be doing this? And then moving forward with that energy, like you have that, um, you have that choice and it's very, very simple. You have, everybody out there, you have that choice. Is now the time, is now the time, is now the time. It, it For me, when I think about this, I've been working on, on this book for the last year, Kick Abuse in the Caboose, and the title has changed. The first three chapters have changed. <laughs> Everything keeps changing because I keep changing, and 
I keep getting, you know, have to ask questions. Is is this the time to put this in? Is this the time to do that? Is this the words for this chapter? Is this that? And I started to get really frustrated over the weekend because I'm like, what am, what am I procrastinating about regarding this book? Why don't I want it out there? And those are not the questions. Those are judgments yep. locking me into constriction. Right. And then and I was like, oh, my process. Say again. And sorry, and stopping your creative process because once totally. you track down, see that's where the hamster wheel comes in because now you're doing so much judgment, it's creating so much anxiety for you that you're paralyzing yourself. You're not going to be able to create even if you wanted to on your book. Exactly, exactly. Mm-hmm. And at the same time, it, it totally eliminates the fact that I love what I have done for the changes. Absolutely love it. You know, and I forget that when I'm in the um what we just talked about, like stopping the creative process. So Mm -hmm. what if all of you out there, what energy, space, and consciousness can you and your bodies be to allow the creative, perceptive, aware, brilliant energy of possibility being you truly be to guide all your choices eternally? Everything that that brings up and lets down, everything that doesn't allow you to be that, know that, perceive that, and receive that, can we destroy and uncreate that? Yes. Right, wrong, good and bad, pot and pock, all nine shorts, boys and beyond. So to this person who wrote, I'm in deep procrastination, is there a clearing for motivation? The clearing I just gave you is the clearing for motivation about motivating you to be you and listen to you just like I'm suggesting and Adriana is suggesting. And then the next thing you wrote about, dear, was I settle for less than – less than in all areas of my life, including for my personal self. The same thing that Adriana and I are talking about applies to that because you're going to have to choose, choose you, choose you and create for you and ask yourself when you're procrastinating, you could also ask, what do I desire? If I was choosing for me and creating my life for me, what do I desire? And I guarantee if you go toward what's light for you and what you desire, you will not procrastinate. And the thing that you're procrastinating may not be the time or you may not even want to do it. Yeah. So it's it not, not be her to... thing. Go ahead, honey. Oh, sorry. It might not even be her thing. You know, like whose reality is she trying to live up to? You know, it's like this is kind of the variations on the question of who does it belong to? Like. Whose point of view is this? Whose reality is this? Like, am I trying to live live up to someone else's reality? If I were choosing just for me, what would I choose? Exactly. Exactly. So, for the person who wrote that question, if you want to email or let us know how that was for you, go for it. You want to call up, go for it. But we're going to move on because we have a couple of other ones uh, to get through. And this is how people are showing up today, so I want to get as many people in as possible. And thank you for emailing. I appreciate that. So this next person says, how do I stop abusing my body with eating, not eating, judgments? I do my best to stop, exclamation, 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 yet it loops around again and again. I've stopped walking, dancing, even smiling. I've contracted and body feels twisted in solar plexus. Much gratitude. So first of all, everything that that brings up and lets down, everything that you wrote about that, all of you that are emailing in, everything, just getting it out of your body, good for you. So all the projections, separations, expectations, rejections, resentments, regrets, decisions, judgments, conclusions, and computations of everything that you're writing about, everything that you've aligned and agreed with or resisted and reacted regarding it, good for you. Right, wrong, good and bad, pot and pock, all nine shorts, boys and beyonds. Thank you for having the courage to just put it out there to change. 
And so what would you suggest? How does this per- to this person, Adriana, about stopping abusing their body with eating, not eating judgments? Yeah. Um, well, there's a few things that came up when you were reading it. Um, well, first I thought of distractor implants. Um, you know, in Access we talk about these things called distractor implants, which are mm-hmm. basically programs or, you know, thoughts and feelings that basically um, distract us from the, you know, infinite self we truly be from our distract us from our potency basically disempower us and specifically i was thinking about the addictive obsessive compulsive uh distractor implants uh and how those might be uh keeping her on that like mobius strip of this abusive behavior so all of the addictive obsessive compulsive um implants and explants that you have driving you to this behavior and you know basically incarcerating you to it will you destroy and then create all that Yes. Right, wrong, good, bad, pop, pop, all nine, short, boys, and beyond. And then the other question that came to mind was, who is she eating for? Ah. You know, is she aware of, you know, this might take us perhaps into entities, it could take us into biomimetic mimicry, but, like, who else might she be eating for? Um, is it somebody else, you know, around her that she's maybe mimicking their behavior? Or is she aware of, you know, sometimes beings without bodies, they like to hang around people with bodies because they still enjoy some of those earthly pleasures like eating and drinking and sex and drugs and all that kind of stuff. So oftentimes um, we can be aware of those entities and their mm. desires to experience um, food and other things. And that could be, you know, who does it belong to? It might belong to some entities. Uh, in which case you would still do your return to sender. Or maybe there's a little more complicated situation going on with entities and demons. You know, I think maybe more live facilitation could be helpful for that. But that did occur to me also in listening to you um, talk that there might be something around that going on for her as well. Mm, That's so great. Thanks for that. And also, now that you're talking, I'm on to say this as well, and we're giving you a lot of examples to you and everybody else who wrote the email specifically, that you could ask yourself, um, you know, and pock and pod that or use whatever clearing statement works for you to clear it. But what's eating you, too? Mm, What's eating you? And it's like all the... Everything that brings up and lets down, lets us destroy and uncreate it. Right, wrong, good and bad, pot and pock, all nine shorts, boys and beyonds. Um, You know, and ask your body when you say, I've stopped walking, dancing, and even smiling. It's like, whose reality are you being right now? Your body's contracting. It's twisted in your solar plexus. In some schools of thought, solar plexus is your power center. You know, your yes when you mean yes, your no when you mean no. It's like... Who do you who do you, who will you stop being by stopping walking, dancing, and smiling? It's like, does your body really enjoy not moving, or does whoever you're being and looping into, which is not your reality, the one who's really controlling you, and you're letting it control you instead of doing and being you? And why would you choose that? I don't like the why questions. I spent whole time in Israel talking about that. So I apologize for doing what I told you not to do, but what would it take for you to change that? <laughs> right, wrong, good and bad, bottom pock, all nine shorts, boys and beyond. Let us know if that's helpful, helpful for you. And since you also may know access, um, there is some great uh, body processes like trifold sequencing systems of drug-induced uh, scenarios, perfectionism, and sanity. That is a great process that can be run with bars, but also can be run separately from the bars, the 32 points on the head. 
that could help with that. Plus, getting facilitation privately, perhaps by you know Adriana or myself or whoever works for you, wherever you're emailing from. I am a firm believer of when you're stuck in something, ask somebody else. <laughs> Not to yep. disempower you, but just to move through it quicker. Okay, so another person. You good with this, Adrienne? I'm just going to get a lot of oh, emails yeah, this coming is great. in. Mm-hmm. Isn't it great? I yeah. love when they email like this. Um, hi, I recently said to a girlfriend that something in our relationship wasn't working, and bango, she walked out. This is a pattern. I've created I've, this is a pattern I've created and do my best to not beat myself up. How do I not lose me to be with somebody else? How do I not make myself wrong, excuse me, but that people leave? And how do I trust that I can be me with someone else and not lose them? Thank you. And I just want to point out that this is a, a mail that's written. And I really just want to thank you for writing in because I love it when the we get a lot of emails and a lot of calls and I'm not disempowering the woman. I love that and I love you all. But I love it when men join this show and put their selves forward as well because it's as important. You're equal gender. There's enough. There's an equal amount of us on the planet. So thank you for showing up. So what would you say to this person, Adriana? Well, I think again, you know, it gets it gets so murky for us. Um, whose reality are we aware of? You know, mm-hmm. like I I hear this guy going into a lot of self judgment. Yeah. Um, like he's making himself wrong as if it's his fault that these people are are leaving. And I would I would ask some questions about that. Like, is that actually true? Um, or does it have anything to do with you? You know, he's taking it personally as if it's his fault. But what if there's not actually anything wrong with you? And what if these are people who, for whatever reason, are choosing not to, you know, have you in their life? And is there something about the people that you're picking? You know, that kind of thing around, sometimes we talk about we pick unavailable people. Um, like in romantic situations, we can pick the un, uh, unavailable person because maybe that has something to do with us and our willingness to uh, have a commitment or to be intimate with someone. So, I mean, he could ask some questions around that. Um, is there something in the people he's picking um, that's more reflective of him. But um, but to make it a wrongness of you as if, like, this person is leaving me because I did something wrong, um, that tends to be a conclusion, not a question. Mm. Um, so anywhere you might be making conclusions and judgments and decisions based on that, would you destroy and uncreate all those? Yes. Right, wrong, good, bad, thought, talk, all right, shorts, boys, and beyond. And, um, you know, and really asking a lot of questions around who does it belong to, um, who, whose reality is this of, uh, you know, leaving, walking away? Um, is there a pattern there that he might be repeating? Like, did he have a parent that maybe abandoned him at some point? I mean, I, you know, there's so many possibilities. Lots of questions, I would ask. Yeah, that's great. And I'm really glad that you said that. And also, um, I agree with everything that you said, and then I'm connecting to the energy of whoever this person is energetically, and you said this is a pattern. So first of all, what have you made so vital about the causal incarceration and incarnation of this pattern of people um, leaving you, rejecting you when you speak up that creates everything in physical reality you cannot change? Everything in your physical relationship you can't cannot change. Everything that brings up, and 
uh, and let's down, let's destroy and uncreate it. Right, wrong, good and bad, pot and pock, all nine shorts, boys and beyonds. And the beating yourself up and the other person, the other couple people, you know, judging themselves, those are the causal inculcations, the things and the invocations and almost like the incantations, the spells and the curses that we put on ourselves like I'm bad, I'm not enough, I'll always be left. If I speak up, I'm wrong. Whatever I do is wrong. No one will ever stay with me. I'll always lose myself when I'm in relationship. That's why we try to be perfect or procrastinate because we don't want to show up or want to show up perfect so that no one ever leaves us. Right. But then everything we're doing is for somebody else instead of for ourselves. So everything that that brings up and lets down, let's destroy and uncreate it. Right, wrong, good and bad, pot and pock, all nine shorts, boys and beyonds. So what have you, what have you made so vital about never leaving the causal um, incarceration, incarnation, and incongruities adrift in a sea of insanity of always being rejected in relationship in order to create the limit of power and potency you truly be as the unquantifiable possibility of a totally different reality. Everything that that brings up and lets down, let's destroy and uncreate it. Right, wrong, good and bad, pot and pock, all nine shorts, boys and beyond. So to this gentleman, who would you be if you weren't the identity of being walked out on? Would you give up the identity of being walked out on? Right, wrong, good and bad, pot and pock, all nine shorts, boys and beyonds. That would create a different possibility. I am no longer the man that someone walks out on. Good for you for saying something that isn't working. Good for you for choosing you. You have to. You have to say if something's not working for you without conclusion, without judgment, but with complete openness to living in 10-second increments about what else is possible how could you how could the rhythm of your relationship change if you allowed yourself to have somebody that met you and chose with you whether you were going to be together or not right wrong good and bad pot and pock all nine shorts boys and beyonds let's go to break and then we'll come back and we got a couple more questions and we'll go through some more things thank you so much if you want some more questions uh, sent in we got about you know 15 minutes left in the show so send them all in We'll give you as much information as we possibly can. Thanks for listening, everybody, and we'll be back after the break. We're on Facebook along with some of the greatest minds of the world, and that includes you. Visit us on Facebook at Voice America Empowerment. Over the past 20 years, Dr. Lisa Cooney has supported thousands of people in overcoming their childhood sexual abuse to create limitless lives for themselves. The effects of abuse can show up in every area of your life. You may be struggling with your health, relationships, finances, career. Abuse penetrates every cell of you. No part escapes. No matter what the struggle is, health, relationship, or money, you may be living with a belief that something is wrong with you. You may feel like you need to control every aspect of your life and think that nobody is trustworthy. You may feel angry, overwhelmed, or exhausted. You may even think you already have this handled, yet it shows up in unpredictable and self-destructive ways. Dr. Lisa can help you discover that key and use it to release yourself from decades of pain. Unlock yourself and be free from the invisible cage. Visit DrLisaCooney.com and empower your life. 
What would your life be like if you freed yourself from the cage of abuse? Visit DrLisaCooney.com today. That's DrLisaCooney.com. Find out what makes the most successful people tick. Keep listening to the Voice America Empowerment Channel. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. to Beyond Abuse, Beyond Therapy, Beyond Anything. To reach Dr. Lisa Cooney or her guest today, please call into 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to Cooney at gmail.com. Now, back to Beyond Abuse, Beyond Therapy, Beyond Anything. Hello, my beautiful friends. Appreciate all your emails. We're getting through them and picking whatever's most relevant to, you know, this show particularly. And we're also anybody that doesn't get their questions answered via email. Just know that we're sending you clearing statements and pocket potting them. Everyone that I read, whether I read it on the show or not, I give a clearing. I give some some energy, more from like a symphony of possibility session of the energetics of possibility than speaking live to you, but you do, you do get something. So um, here's another one. Um, I seem to still attract people who bully me and don't speak up. I judge myself harshly for this. I isolate, and it's like I'm slowly dying trapped inside. I know I'm creating this, yet inside stops me from speaking up. I'm shocked when people are mean even after all these years and it terrifies me to go to any more workshops, classes or speak up on calls. Even some of the clearing statements seems like a huge judgment of self. Like, gee, you're stupid for not speaking up or if I had someone say what you have made so vital about family, children, etc. that felt like a kick in the stomach and heart. So first of all, everything that that brings up and lets down, let's destroy and uncreate it, right, wrong, good and bad, pot and pock, all nine shorts, boys and beyonds. And first of all, to this person, how aware are you and how do you know that all of what you feel and are perceiving at the workshops, at the classes, the calls, the clearing statements, all those judgments, how do you know that they're yours? Mm-hmm. How, how is it possible that you are so freaking aware like we've been talking about with Adriana, you know, the last month, your capacities of anxiety might be your overwhelm of awareness and capabilities that it's not even yours. So just try this for a second. Expand your energy as space. Return to sender with consciousness attached. All those judgments, decisions, conclusions, and computations, all the projections, separations, expectations, rejections, resentments, dissipate them to the earth. Return them back from whence it came and get so big Take the 50,000-foot view of you, and are you really, really, really wrong, bad, judgeable, or are you brilliant, phenomenal, intuitive, empowering, and so freaking aware you don't even know what to do it. So you just locked it inside of your body so that you get stuck in the cage of abuse like everybody else does in this reality, the causal reality, instead of the energetics of possibility beyond this reality. 
Right, wrong, good and bad, pot and pock, all nine shorts, boys and beyonds. So what have you made so vital about the causal incarcerations and incarnations that creates everything in physical reality you cannot change? I definitely would not put that on a loop and use that every day for the next 30 days. That's sarcasm. Do it. Right, wrong, good and bad, pot and pock, all nine shorts, boys and beyonds. And Adriana, I, I know I can hear you're taking this to a whole different level and a deeper level, so go for it. Well, um, I have some questions around, um, you know, what is this, you know, like you have to look at like, what is the greatest fear here? You know, mm. she says like that, or uh, that if I uh, don't speak up, you know, something, it sounds like if I don't, if I speak up, something bad is going to happen. So I'm curious, I would want to know like, well, what is that bad thing you think is going to happen if you speak up? And what is the root of that? So like, let's say she thinks, well, if I speak up, I'm going to, I'm going to get in trouble something, you know, somebody's going to hurt me in some way. Well, then when did that actually happen, right? Do you have a trauma from this lifetime or another lifetime where you spoke up and maybe you got killed for it, you know, or maybe you got jailed for it or something Mm. bad really did happen. And so all of that trauma, drama, upset, will you destroy and uncreate it all? Mm. Yes. Right, wrong, good, bad, pop, pop, online, shorts, boys, and beyond. And any, anywhere you made an oath of vow, a swearing, or a promise that you would never let yourself speak mm. up again to make sure that that never happened again, mm-hmm. will you now revoke, rescind, recant, renounce, renounce, reclaim, destroy, and uncreate all of that? Yes. Right, wrong, good, bad, pop, pop, online, shorts, boys, and beyond. Um, and then all the lifetimes when you've been on the other side, you know, you're talking about getting bullied, but... So how about all the lifetimes when you've been the bully and um, you're still judging yourself for that? Will you now destroy and uncreate all of that? Right and wrong, good bad, pot and pock, all nine shorts, boys and beyond. Yes. Yeah. Wow. And, you know, it Mm -hmm. also occurred to me too, like when she, when we, when you first read this, it just sounded like a child, you know, like a young child feeling kind of scared. And I just wonder like how sensitive and aware is this person of all of the little children inside all of us, all the scared little children who are afraid, um, who've gotten in trouble. Like how sensitive is she that she perceives all of that in other people and then maybe misidentifies and misapplies all of that awareness as her own. Mm. And everything that is everywhere you've done that misidentified and misapplied that will you destroy and uncreate it. Yeah. Right, wrong, good, bad, pop, pop, all nine shorts, boys and beyonds. I used to get that actually doing therapy. You know, this was before access when we, you know, we're using like the inner child work and stuff like that. My inner child would be sometimes get really activated or really aware of what was going on with like my client's inner child. You know, she would have Mm -hmm. that empathy. Like I understand I've been there too, you know, and sometimes she would get activated by that. So, uh, it just that I had kind of had a flashback to that and was thinking, well, maybe that's part of what could be going on here. It's just a sensitivity. It's an awareness. What you want to keep asking is who does it belong to? Like you said, you know, is this actually any of this her stuff or is she just super aware of all of the people in those classes and calls, um, and in the world who feel that way? Mm. Yeah. Beautiful. Right, wrong, good and bad, pot and pock, all nine shorts, boys and beyonds. I love that. I totally, totally, totally love that. That's so great. And we've got another one here. Does that feel good for now? Yeah. Great. Um, is there a clearing? 
Hold on one second. Is there a clearing to assist me with letting go of my parents' expectations of me having to get married? I have a great guy. We have fun. Um, I have a great guy. We have fun. I moved in and then went to visit parents, left pressured and confused, got into conflict with partner, and I left. Now I'm totally confused. I miss him and regret walking out. He lost trust as I've walked out three times. A part of me does not want to get married. He is not ready. I'm very new to access. How do I be me and not lose my parents? They are adamant about marriage and kids. Wow. Right, wrong, good, and bad, pot and pock, all nine shorts, boys. Thank you for putting all that out there. And... First thing that I wish to say, well, actually, I went first the last time. So, Adriana, you go. <laughs> Sorry. Sometimes um, I just take well, over. I'm a control freak. <laughs> uh, well, I guess I would, I would wonder, you know, what have you made so vital about your parents' points of view? And, like, everywhere you're making your parents' points of view, like the 51%, meaning you're putting them on a pedestal and making them greater than you, and you're making yourself lesser than what you desire, what you want you know, lesser than at 49%, like everything that is, would you destroy and uncreate it? Yes. Right, wrong, good, bad, pot, talk, online, shorts, boys, and beyond. And what would be the consequence of, you know, disappointing uh, your family? You know, what, what, what would happen? And are you willing to risk that? Because sometimes, in order to choose for you, you have to be willing to sometimes lose people or risk having them be upset with you. Um, or change the dynamic of the relationship in some way. And if you're not willing to risk that, not to say that it would happen, but just to have the willingness to allow it to happen if that's how it goes, um, mm-hmm. if you don't have that, then you're likely to keep yourself stuck on that hamster wheel, afraid, too afraid to ever actually speak up and um, do what you would like to do. Yeah. So everything that brings up or lets down, you know, will you destroy and uncreate it? Yes. Right, wrong, good, bad, pot, talk, online, shorts, boys and beyonds. And anywhere you've taken on your parents' expectations as your own, anywhere there's like been a little bit of that mimicry stuff going on in your own world where you think you should be doing that, will you destroy and create all of that? Yes. Right, wrong, good, bad, pot, talk, online, shorts, boys and beyonds. Because on some level you have to have bought into your parents' um, expectations in order to have created that conflict and walked out on it. Right. So you're obviously conflicted between what's true for you and what's true for them. What would it take for you to choose for you? Mm. What would it take for you to choose for you? (laughs) What would it take for you to choose for you? (laughs) You know, that's what I keep hearing. What would it take for you to choose for you? Now, we have about two minutes left for this show, and I think that's a great place to pause. Um. What would you like people to know, not only about anxiety and this show particularly, Adriana, but you've spent a month here with us. Um, what would you like them to know? What would you like to share with them? What would you like to? What else would you like to contribute? Because you've done so much. Yeah, I guess I just want to give people, you know, uh, the awareness that these things are possible to change. I do find that anxiety can be, um, you know. Like changing those long-standing thinking patterns, those obsessive compulsive thinking patterns, um, it can be a challenge, but it can be done because I've done it and you've done it and people all over the world have done it. Um, so know that that's true and don't give up. 
just because, you know, you did a who does this belong to and you did a clearing here or there, or maybe you've worked even harder. Like my client I was telling you about, I've been working with her for four years now on these anxiety issues and, you know, slowly changes happen and boom, all of a sudden, you know, a lot of things changed at once. Like what would it take to, to, you know, let go, like, so everywhere you've decided this, you're concluded that you can never change, that it'll always be like this, that you're trapped in this cage and you can't get out, will you destroy and uncreate all of yes. it? Yes. Right, wrong, good, bad, pop, pop, all nine shorts, boys and beyond. The tools work. The technology is there. We can change these things. And if you're willing to make the demand of yourself that you change them and you get support, whether it's from a facilitator or a workshop or whatever it is, or you just keep plugging at it yourself, it, you will create change. If you want it bad enough, you will do it. Wow, that's so amazing. I want to personally thank you in the last 30 seconds for bringing a topic and such amazing information and a wealth of information and tools and practices and experiences plus your clinical knowledge on a subject that that this show has not dealt with, specifically anxiety. I want to thank you for listening to the Whispers of Consciousness, for bringing that forward for all of our listeners here for the whole world, for all those that we don't know yet that are going to download the iTunes podcast for this someday, that your words and your being and your presence will you know, continue to evolve and flow. So thank you so much for that. And everybody, go to my blog, drlisacooney.com, and read Adriana's um, blog. There's so much information about her classes, her special package about sessions with her for an amazing price, her tools for coping with anxiety. She is a resource you definitely desire to take advantage of and, and continue to use. And, and don't hesitate to send her a thank you and let her know what you received from her. Thanks so much, Adriana. And thank, thank you, you all. Lisa. You are welcome. We'll speak to you next week, my friends. Thank you for joining Dr. Lisa Cooney this week on Beyond Abuse, Beyond Therapy, Beyond Anything. Please be sure to tune in again next Tuesday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, 10 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Until we meet again, make this week yours. Yours.